Hey, it's your girl, Etta for sure. And my husband is co-hosting with me today, John for sure. Um, Today, we're going to get into some real heavy conversation about us um, overcoming um, some different circumstances in life. Um, Of course, you know, this is yours. This is a story of hope overcoming podcast. And the reason for this podcast is um, to share hope that you can overcome addictions, that you can overcome adversities. And, um, you know, I don't care how much stuff you may have been through in this life. If you will hold on to hope and if you will pray and if you will believe no matter how bad the circumstances, you can't come out on the other side of it. You just have to be willing. All right, honey. So, uh, or John for sure. Um, let's talk about when we were in our 20s. We were in our early 20s, right? And um, we had a family member come over and they had introduced us to um, one of the worst things we could have been introduced to. We Before that, we were, we were on powder all the time. We were snorting powder all the time and had a family member come by one day and and had some crack cocaine and we you know we figured oh you know we'll we'll try this one time we'll try this one time you know whatever (laughs) oh it's nothing and you know that one time um man sent our sent our life spiraling out of control i know we weren't married a whole two years um when all of this started to take place um, we got in a really uh, bad place. I had sold all of my jewelry. Um, our rent had got behind. We um, eventually ended up losing our place, having to go back to my mom's. I'm I'm coming to Knoxville. We're coming to Knoxville, actually, and I'm staying in Knoxville. I'm getting lost in Knoxville projects, um, just chasing a high... Um, I, I mean, literally was so addicted to crack cocaine at this time, guys, that I was literally just whatever I had to do. I was I was looking for it. I, I chased for it so hard. And um, John, talk about them times. I mean, you would be smoking crack with me, too, but you wouldn't be um, so much as chasing the high as you was chasing me through the streets and and following me. So let's talk about that. <clears throat> uh, it was a rough time in our lives uh, where we didn't know what we were getting ourselves into. Uh, thinking that this is just, you know, something that we can try and it's not going to bother us. We're not going to get hooked on it, you know. And that was just a trick of the enemy to, uh, you know, for us to try, you know, curious in our flesh. And we was already on a drug anyway. And they're like, you know, what's what's this going to hurt, you know, to try? So, and then, you know, at the, before I did it, you know, tried crack cocaine. Uh, 
my brother-in-law was there and he warned me not to try it. He told me don't do it and I didn't listen. God, I didn't, didn't realize that God was using him to warn me not to do it. And I did not listen, I didn't heed to the voice, to the warning. And, uh, and I just chose to try it anyhow and I was hooked on it. Uh, I wanted more after the first one, so. Um, and it was a different kind of high. Uh, definitely a spirit, definitely a spirit. Uh, definitely a drug that you don't want to try, that you don't want anybody to get hooked on because you can keep you out there wasting your money, wasting your life, not caring about people, not doing what God called you to do. You out there just living any kind of way and and you're shriveling up your life. You're just killing yourself faster. Um, and um, so it was God that brought me out of it. You know, one day, you know, um, I just saw how my how my life was. <clears throat> God just opened my eyes at that time, and my and you was in jail at the time, and I had nothing, no one, no job. I'm living at home with my mother, so. I just made a decision to, uh, you know, <clears throat> to quit doing it, to quit smoking. And then uh, God had given me the strength and ability to quit. I went home and uh, to get away from, you know, from everybody and everyone who was, you know, involved with drug, any type of drugs or crack, whatever I get, you know, so I wouldn't get back hooked on it. And, uh, you know, I was going, I was, you know, I was in and out from jail too. You know, so so I was just thought about my kids, you know, and uh, realized that I was wasting a lot of time, and uh, definitely wasn't doing what God called me to do. So I, Lord gave me the strength, the ability to uh, to quit smoking crack at that 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 day, and I never went back to it. And uh, so I just thank God for that, and. Uh, I pray that nobody gets on it, try it, and those who are on it, uh, you know, I know what they're going through, so let's not be so quick to judge them. It is an evil spirit that's out there to trap men and women of God to, uh, so they can't do, you know, so they can't hear the voice of God, and that they out there just, you know, killing themselves, and, you know, and they leading their life down to a burning hell, and they don't even know it. You know, the enemy can blind you from the truth of what's going on. So I wish for no person to uh, get on drugs. It's, uh, it's a bad thing to start. It's, it's, not, it's not good for the body in any type of way. So anyway. Thank you, honey. Um, I just want to really share from that part where you were talking about going to hell because um, you know, the experience I had, we was living in, uh, we were living in Western Heights at the time. And this is right as everything's coming to an end for us as far as crack cocaine is concerned in our lives. But um, during this time, um, I had, we had 
been in a car wreck and so this doctor was giving me all this medication and I was basically selling it for uh, more crack and we had been up all night and we had smoked crack all night and um and um and I remember just putting a really big one on to the crack pipe and um as I lit it, the whole end of the pipe caught on fire. And as I inhaled, I I seen the flames in my eyes and it felt like my whole body was catching on fire. And during that time, John said my eyes had rolled in the back of my head and I was in an unconscious state. But wherever I was at, I could feel my body like it was in flames. Like I was in, if I had a left that day, had to be in my exit, I would have been in hell because I felt my whole body. I felt my whole body on fire and it was like I didn't hear the angel and the demon uh, fighting over me, but wherever in the state I was in, I knew that's what was happening. And as I came to, I jumped up and I looked at John and I looked at my brother and I, and I thought they were trying to do something to me. I was really paranoid for the rest of the night. I like stood in the middle of the road. Um, by the Baptist Center all night long and just, you know, just um, geeking, as they call it. And um, I knew right then and there, you know, if I had died that day, I would have went to hell and hell was real. Like, I knew it was real that day. So I thank God for his mercy. I thank God for a husband that stuck with me through a lot of stuff. I put him through so much stuff you know, um, worried about me in the streets, you know, we lost our kids, our kids had got taken, um, we had lost everything, um, finally got my daughter back, ended up relapsing, I ended up relapsing, and that was, um, in 2006, um, lost my dad December 21st, 21st he went into the hospital on our anniversary day we had went by and he had went into the hospital that day he died December the 21st um the next month in January my brother had a brain aneurysm um I ended up going to jail at Kroger's in one location and then ended up going two weeks later at another location and uh, that time I got like three aggravated uh, charges, um, which were all dismissed. But um, the 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 problem was the drugs. The problem was you know being hooked on drugs and you know uh, you know growing up in a life of dysfunction will will cause your life to look like dysfunction as well um, if you don't get a hold on it and um, that was probably the best thing that could have happened to me was to go to jail that day and um, and by that time of course I had added morphine to the mix with um, with um, smoking crack as well so but I ended up getting locked up I ended up being locked down 23-1 uh, for six months, um, I'm I'm over there with the you know the ladies that have taken lies, the ladies that have some you know really serious charges, and I'm sitting there with some serious charges as well. Um, 
but I ended up making it out of that pod into another pod and, and for good behavior I was able to go home in October instead of doing the full they had me set to do 18 months and I walked out I walked out of there in nine months and I'm so grateful uh, that I prayed every day that I was in there I cried because my dad was gone and I prayed Lord take the taste of crack cocaine away from me I began to pray that that was my prayer that was my prayer and when I came out I never touched crack cocaine again I never touched it again and so I just want to encourage anybody out there may be struggling with something may have a family member struggling with something hey know that prayer does change things if you pray for something earnestly enough expecting um, for a change in your life um, not doubting that change and just believing God with all your heart that change will come and I just encourage you uh, don't lose hope man if God can change our lives around he can change anybody's life around amen amen yes he can anyhow you guys have a, a blessed <laughs> a blessed uh, rest of your evening or day don't know what time you're listening to this but um you guys be blessed it's your girl etta for sure and your guy john for sure be blessed <laughs>